This is Camille Kajuri and you're listening to Gallifrey Public Radio. And so you should keep your finger on the button and don't stop listening because there's nothing better anywhere else. This is Gallifrey Public Radio, dedicated to positive enjoyment of Doctor Who. We travel through classic and new episodes, explore the extended universe, and play a few games from time to time. We do discuss news, content that has been officially released, and the occasional interesting rumor, but we'll warn you before anything considered spoilers comes up. Welcome to episode 514 of Gallifrey Public Radio. I'm Julie. I'm Kier. And I'm Haley. This week, we're back in our respective recording spaces to recap the previous weekend spent at the 34th Gallifrey One in Los Angeles. Everybody feeling okay? Yeah, I was going to say, this year's convention was uh, was great. And uh, one of the things I wanted to kind of kick us off with is just, how was the general energy? How did it feel at the Marriott this year? It felt very full again. Um you, we had commented on the first night we were there, which is not really the first t- day of the con, that it seemed empty. <laughs> and it's just because everybody hadn't gotten there yet. By Saturday, the place was packed. There were panels that were standing room only and people waiting outside to get in. Um, and so it, I, I I don't remember it feeling that way for the last couple of years. Um, and it, it felt like it was really back in full swing this year. It did. I, although I don't know if the energy level was quite the same as what I had gotten accustomed to since the return to in-person conventions. You know, we dropped 21 and when things resumed in 23, the, or 22, sorry, when things resumed in 22, I felt at times like it was a little muted, like there was a bit of a reminder of the fact that the head count was marginally less than what it had been in some of the most recent sold-out years. But as you said, Haley, it sort of ebbed and flowed. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that was a matter of just keeping the the traffic flow under control so that none of the rooms really got out of control packed, with a few tiny exceptions for really high-interest things. But the main room, Hall A, or Room A, never got really out of control like we've had in some recent years, um, all in all, kind of comfortable, just steady and and nice. Everybody just seemed to be genuinely just enjoying themselves throughout. To me, it felt like there was more of a spread of interested topics. And by that, I mean, in previous years, there were one or two really big names that everybody would sort of wait and queue for those. And they would have a maybe Saturday and Sunday appearance. So you'd have those big hit moments and you really felt in between those or when they let out or as as it was kind of shifting between the lines for food and some of the other things would be longer. And I feel like this year we had more of the the that last hallway so panel rooms a through e and even some of the gaming track was a little bit more interesting and even keel because we didn't have those more big draw type of guests Mm. and so the food line was never incredibly long the 
hallways, while there were some amount of that crowding, like you're saying, Haley, the lines never had to be wrapping around up and down for a long time. Like you could possibly get into a line as they were waiting to release panel A and then allow the rest to go through. But I really do feel like it was maybe more well-balanced is a good way to put it. Mm. And to me, it felt more, um, I don't know exactly the right word to put on it, but just a little bit more calm and for me, a little bit more um, uh, spacious or easy to flow through. I think the crowds got spread out more. Like a lot of times you end up with a lot of people camped out in A because that's where all the big interviews are going to be. So all the talent that's there is going to come through A and then the side panels that are more fan run or off topic kind of things aren't as full. And this year, I felt like all of the programs on the side were, I mean, not packed. Those ones are never packed. But they were also very well attended. And A was not quite as crazy as it gets. Yeah, agreed. That's true. I think also they've they've gotten the the photo ops logistics down to a, a as, as scientific as they can for that space. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily have the greatest point of access bringing people in from a sort of a wraparound queue out the courtyard doors Mm -hmm. and then working them through that one main corridor that brings you past all the panel rooms into that little uh, one way in one way out space that they use for the photography but they've gotten it down in in recent years when the talent level was such that everybody wanted photo opportunities with multiple individuals over the course of the weekend and it had sort of gummed things up and i think that trial by fire of testing out how they can tape the floors manage the lines kudos to uh, to the team there for line management on what they were doing on making sure that they could be heard seen and 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 understanding the rules of how people were going to make breaks across hallways and door spans and things so that this year it moved very steadily and i never felt like i had to dodge crowds of people that were queuing up or or uh, that it in any way in, it impeded my way of getting uh, to uh, from panels to to other areas of interest so that helped a lot I also think that there was much more care and attention paid to the time limits on the panels where you had the hour block scheduled. They would start roughly on time, but then end that five minutes before. So you weren't crushing on the let's get everyone out and in at the last minute. There was a little bit of room. And I really, really appreciated that less of a crush, more of a out this door, come in the other one and Mm. less confusion from everybody all around. And again, more of that flow and comfort level for uh, I, I heard people mentioning that as well afterwards and just saying mm-hmm. like that it felt more natural and like everyone was on the same page and not just a crush in any direction. Sure. Well, that being said, where would you each say that majority of your time was spent over the course of the weekend? Panel C. <laughs> uh, I feel like I split my time between... Panel C, or the Program C room, a few of the larger interviews in A, and then in the lobby. I feel like there was a good balance of time between and after for all those events. Um, Similar. I 
didn't spend as much time in A for the big interviews this year as I usually do, but there were a lot of people there that we have seen before. So that was part of the reason. And then that obviously gave me more time to spend on the sidetracks. So some of the Doctor Who discussions, some of the science discussions, um, all those sort of things. I, I had an opportunity to attend those um, that a lot of years I end up missing because there's somebody that I want to see on the main stage. And then Lobby That's Con, true. obviously. Right. I think I got a pretty decent spread of everything. Um, mm-hmm. Everything that I typically want to spend any time with, um, including some of the things that, as you said, Haley, that, that often you have to either omit or just lose track of because of the fact that you've got your agenda, your potential agenda, your potenda, potentia, there's got to be a word for that, <laughs> that you would just have to let go because there was no way you were going to get logistically out of one panel into another or it was on the far opposite side or what have you. With the one exception of I didn't get to to the TARDIS talks, which I always really enjoy, but that actually was impeded by my personal activity. I was able to spend time in things like the art auction and really take the time to look over the items, which I always really enjoy because there's such interesting, it's like a, a, a geek Etsy fest, but it's all right in front of you. So you can actually see the product and all those things. And yeah, uh, divvying the time between being in the panel rooms um, from facing one way or the other, or uh, in the lobby, which was just a steady flow over the whole weekend. Never got super, super mobbed, but it was never empty. So what were your highlight sessions that you attended? For me, I have to throw the biggest shout out to the kids track because that session for kids of an appropriate age, I believe it is six or seven and up, is an amazing benefit to those of us who are parental types. So (laughs) if Galley has been something that you are unsure of attending because you have a younger but not tiny one, I would highly recommend not letting that stop you because they have nailed completely the how do we time out activities for the kids. They had canine visit. I don't know if they had any other visitors. Sometimes it's tough to get a kid to tell you what's going on. However, fully invested in that and made everything that much easier for us to do what the other activities that we liked to do. Um, So I'll start there because I think that's a huge, huge prop and benefit of this convention in full. If anybody else wants to go next, otherwise I can... uh, Pull the rest off the yeah. list. I, I'll mention it before you can. Um, I always love the JPL presentations. Um, we yeah. got to see one on an upcoming Mars project and another one on one of the upcoming Jupiter moon projects, um, Europa. So those were both really good. Um, some of the others I would have liked to attend, uh, but they were across from some of the very large actors that I wanted to see. So... Uh, those were my highlights. Alex Kingston was fantastic as well, if you've heard of her. Uh, yeah, yeah, the name name has come across once or twice. I was very impressed by the full integration, speaking to my heart, the full integration of the music track 
and uh, yes. from many different perspectives over the course of the weekend for some obvious reasons, but also it was just a matter of they had the opportunity to be able to leverage the the interest level and popularity of some conversations that happened in the previous years when Murray Gold was an attendee. And that sort of set everything in motion for people to really spend more time talking about and appreciating the scores, the soundtracks, the incidentals, the sound effects, and everything that goes into the audio side of Doctor Who as a as a production. So that was, I would make the obvious pun that it was music to my ears, but I. <laughs> but we're gonna. we're too good of a podcast to grab yeah, that kind of thing. So, that's so basic. I have to agree on the music panels were the ones that surprised me the most. I immediately tagged them as ones I wanted to attend, and I loved hearing from Sagoon about his time spent, and the interview from Raimi was just top-notch. And then same for the composers, which the variety of knowledge that was on of the people who were on the stage, as well as the interviewer, Jess, who we've got to know a little bit, was just so informational and so insightful for stuff that it's it's nowhere near the scope of what I do day to day or ever even understand for real in my life. But I felt very inspired by it because I am very interested in music and music of the shows and movies and things that we watch. And even down to video games and other things that you don't often get to hear just a an honest conversation. And they were interacting with each other and asking each other questions about, well, how did this go for you? And when you get this much, do you get to meet with so-and-so or or do you just get handed notes? And that interaction was something that I don't even know if they've ever really gotten to experience. And I feel like that's the heart and soul of Galley is feeling comfortable enough to share and ask those questions and really feel like you're just living that inspirational moment. That's true. There was also you talk about the the idea of getting people just on at a level of comfort that they can let go and enjoy themselves, whether they're discussing a particular topic or intentionally out there to try and garner a little bit of amusement. Uh, a lot of the games that were incorporated into the agenda over the course of the weekend were solid, as always. Game of Rassilon from that team had uh, done a great job in putting together a rather unusual uh, Muppet-inspired uh, holiday theme because it was in keeping with the uh, miracle on 34th Street uh, being the 34th uh, Galley 1. That was always good to see, you know, Dan Peck and Riley Silverman and and everybody in that team, you know, kind of killing it from that perspective. Even though they were playing a slightly different format, uh, but it was still a lot of fun because hey, lasers and feelings. But there's there was also things like the Cornell Collective, which is a mainstay uh, and gets weirder and weirder each year. So. Always good that that comes late in the evening because it tends to get rather raucous, and this was no exception. Um, but even down to panels that were more sort of input and insight oriented, like they were doing the 60 for 60, uh, which is something that's been done at a couple of conventions over the course of this anniversary year, or this extended anniversary year, that always ends up to be just as much of an entertainment factor as it does uh, an opinion exchange on those episodes which are sort of considered creme de la creme for uh, for a, a collection of fans up on the panel so 
Uh, always a always a good one. If that ever gets a chance to be edited together into one uh, fell swoop, it's going to be a pretty interesting list. But yeah. Also, I took my first leap into being part of the In Defense Of panel, which I have <laughs> always been a little bit apprehensive and scared to do. And I don't think I did fantastic because I it being my first time, don't think I fully understood what it's like to be up there and how you need to do this in the one minute format. But now I'm ready for next time. <laughs> and I'm gonna stay up there more than one. And I did get a second round of applause having to go through, although I think that maybe Deb was being kind. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, but uh, so f from that perspective, though, I think we saw a lot of new faces up on the stage. There were a couple times where they said, oh, this is someone who's never tried this before. And that mm -hmm. feels very inclusive. And that's that's very nice. Yeah, Verity is always on the on the lookout for the next amazing diamond in the rough that comes emerging from the crowds. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think anybody could take Sanjay down this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then the last thing I'll say is I really enjoyed the science fiction crossover uh, panels. There were a few, and I feel like even in an anniversary year like this, again, extended anniversary year like this one, where we have had some new episodes and we've got some upcoming stuff, I do feel like we are, in general, all of us are additional fans of other franchises and other things. And so it's great to be there for a Doctor Who convention and that to be the focus, but I like seeing some branching out and some of the alternate conversations because it just... Again, that inspirational moment of learning about what am I missing out on otherwise, even though I, if I love this show, then what else do I also have a potential to enjoy and like? And I know those conversations happen, but when it's on a panel and it's a little bit more moderated and the conversation is directed, that is very helpful for taking notes or feeling like, I mean, for me, I don't watch a lot of TV elsewise, but now I've got a little list of, okay, when I can get to it, I'm going to check these ones out because I found that this person who was speaking on the panel matches my interests and what they were looking for in their shows. And now that matches me. I'm going to do that. So it's just feeling that like in kind with others who are there. Yeah, I think it was, uh, they were talking about streaming content or, or binging content. As a, I, I ducked in for a couple of minutes and saw that you were in a panel. There were a lot of folks that were either tapping things into their phones or jotting down <laughs> lists of paper. Was it that one that you were catching new titles? Yeah. 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 So it's, 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 it's not necessarily, of... yeah, sometimes it's a matter of, of somebody that you know personally that you, you trust their taste or find some sort of a simpatico with that. But by the same token, it's also from somebody you've never really met before, the way they are describing what are the the major draws of a particular series that you either missed entirely or didn't know was available on a platform that you have access to, and the way that they're summing it up ticks all the boxes. So even consider it like a, a, a cold, uh, cold read, cold suggestion, but it sounds... <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things, hey, maybe I'll queue up a bunch for the flight home or something like that. Definitely. If your flight's um, long enough Pivoting for that. a little. <laughs> <laughs> Truth. Pivoting a little bit, similar kind of vein, but each of us were on a panel. How do you feel your experience was for being a panelist at this convention? I think a lot of care and attention goes into 
the the aspect of the programming again kudos to to sean who seems to be sort of a one-man band on a lot of this stuff as a as a labor of love but in making sure that those individuals who step in or raise their hand as moderator for a particular topic have something that gives them that extra bit of credibility and and strength to maintain effectively an hour call it 50 55 minutes uh, of discussion with people that you may have never met before but you've got a common topic and you want to keep it really conversational so that it's not just a matter of, okay, now you speak your thoughts and now I will speak my thoughts and then I will pose another question. We've all been to those kind of panels before with a lot of dead air in between. But I know for the the two that I was on, you were just Julie referring to the crossover conversations and things of that sort. It's not necessarily crossover per se, but just discussion of other um, other properties. I was on a, sort of a anniversary esque X Files panel and got a chance to talk about what was officially really my first fandom from back in my early college years and everybody up on that panel that ranged ages. I had folks up there that were 10 or 15 years, my senior 15 to 20 years, uh, my younger. And we all clicked in the same groove because of the, the nature of that one particular program and what it meant to us. Questions were great. The emotions were great. Everybody was humorous about it. A little nostalgic. That was fun. And then to the music track that we were discussing earlier, I was on a panel about the the contributions of Sigun Akonola, which was kind of weird, talking about him as if he weren't there. <laughs> but it gave us a chance. To, I, I was the only person on that on that table at that dais that was not a, a professional musician or composer, uh, and so I felt woefully uh, unprepared. But it became a phenomenal opportunity for people that were looking at his work and, and its contribution to the program from numerous different perspectives, from the idea of the engineering of the sound, to what it meant in a cinematic scope, to my impressions just as the the viewer on the street. I, I had a blast um, and got a chance to meet some folks that I definitely want to stay in contact with to continue those thoughts and share some others that sort of bubbled under the surface. Yeah, uh, I I really enjoyed the. I only had the one panel, um, but I really enjoyed doing it. There were a few logistical things that I wish they'd change that I don't think they will, like how the table is set up so that you can't really see the people that you're on the panel with if you're at the end. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, you talked about an age range on yours. One of the people on my panel was 12 years old, I think. Um, so just getting to have a lot of different opinions, people are coming from a different place. Um, on these discussions and it um, it's a really great experience and I'm looking forward to doing more next year. The panels I was on were enlightening and very fun. Both had industry professionals or kind of to Kier's point of, am I qualified for this? I do feel like I had good thoughts and was able to interact and answer the questions. And I did my homework. And I feel like that, <laughs> no, I, I do love the run up time of being able to prep and make sure that you're prepared to be on the panel. And I do feel like everyone on the panels had done that. And it, I think that that makes for a I know for us, a very satisfying experience being up on the stage and feeling like we all have something important to say. And I'm sure 
having sat in the audience very often also that it makes a difference for everyone who's attending the panels and listening in on the conversation that's happening. I think that uh, being able to share and comment in that way really brings it back around to that. Again, I'm saying this a lot, but I, I really believe it is the inclusivity. And up on the stage, it says, make sure we take audience questions. And if there's any comments or, uh, in those panels, it doesn't necessarily have to be a very directed question. And so sometimes we were getting a, a hand raised to just make a comment, which would spin off the conversation that we were talking in a very good direction as well. And just kind of keep that fuel for, I think both of the panels I was on could have run for another solid hour. And sure. I, I would look at the, at my, at my watch and just go, ah, we are, we are almost out of time. And you see the, uh, not the moderator, but the, the person kind of make managing that room come in and give you the, you got five left, you get, you're done. Uh, and, and everybody kind of looks at each other like, Oh, should, do we really have to? Okay, I guess we can go now. <laughs> so I really appreciate the care that Sean has put into that. And uh, like Haley said, very much looking forward to doing that again and being a further voice for just furthering the fandom and making sure that uh, we have those good conversations. A I'm good glad you brought mix. up the point of having the 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 list of suge- or suggestions, the list of uh, uh, points to remember for panelists. That's not something you see at conventions often. And they were, some of them were just uh, basic things. You know, make sure that you speak into a microphone, you know, make sure that you check to, to that you're audible, uh, think through your thoughts before, before stepping on anyone else's uh, conversations uh, and uh, address the audience as much as possible. Make them part of this conversation. This isn't a dissertation. So it's good to have those things there. Uh, that, again, that shows the thought and the uh, and the evolution that has gone into making this a more and more effective convention each year. And they also have a good mix. Uh, you kind of mentioned this about your music panel of people who are on the inside of the program, you know, writers, whether they be like script writers, comic book writers, novelization writers, in combination with fans who are outside looking in. So you get to have the conversation from both sides, you know, what is your experience with this topic as a fan? What is your experience on the inside actually doing whatever it is that is the part of the show that you're involved with? So as somebody who's in the audience for one of these panels, you're getting to see a lot of different perspectives. Yeah, it's nice to see those exchanges. For sure. And I feel like when I contribute enough... can. Ooh. When I had contributed enough, then I was allowed to ask a question of my fellow panelists, even though I wasn't moderating, but asking, you know, one of the writers like, oh, well, how do you do this process? Or, or what do you feel when you're considering these things? And and then even for the musical panel, being able to have, have Ramey there and ask uh, just a, a pretty basic, but like, how do you think about this? And how does this play into it? Or it pitching that to the audience, a, I'm hoping we see this. Do you all think so as well? So I, I really do uh, really enjoy the opportunities and it is that it is a highlight and something that is announced and you can pre-plan and prep. I think uh, it's great to hear feedback from other panelists who are on my panels as well, just to say, two years ago, I never would have done that. But this was the most amazing thing I was able to do. And things like that just kind of reinvigorate everybody, creates the additional 
loop ourselves back into our fandom. With all that said, uh, with all the positives that we've been going through at this point and, and just reiterating how we've, we maintained a very full, very productive weekend out of it. Were either of you left wanting for anything in particular? There were no doctors at this convention. Was that palpable? Was that something that you could sort of feel in the air? It was just interesting what it did for the dynamic, especially of room A, because usually that's going to be the biggest draws. Whoever the doctor is that's there that year, that's going to be the biggest panel. And that was not the case this year. So it kind of felt like there was, like the biggest people there were Sir Derek Jacobi, Alex Kingston, and Billy Piper. And I think both Alex Kingston and Billy Piper have been there before. So a lot mm-hmm. of people that are there have seen them speak, have heard their interviews. Um so that that was one of the big things. I felt like there weren't a lot of new people there that hadn't been at the convention before uh, on the talent side, which is different than how it usually is. Seeing as I was able to make time for getting my hair sparklies, <laughs> <laughs> which priorities, if hey, look, it is one of the highlights of my convention. It makes me so happy and. If you ever get a chance to go, if you haven't been able to, find me, I will introduce you, and you too can have hair sparklies, and they are amazing. <laughs> it is It is very very quickly becoming a thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to surpass, you know, 15-foot uh, ribbon chains, but it could get there. Yeah. I, I think you talked about, was it palpable that there wasn't a doctor there? I think the thing that was palpable was that it had been a long time since we got a lot of new content. Um, mm, yeah, that's so true. We we just had the specials, you know, right before we go, but we haven't had a series or a season of Doctor Who in quite some time at this point. Yes. And uh, to carry on that thread, I think I'm left wanting for a lot of the conversations would, would bookend with, well, I guess we'll see what's going to happen. There was a lot of... Uh, questions or posited ideas about what we're going to get in the mm-hmm. upcoming series. And I think for me, it would have been nice if we were able to already have that to talk about. Since we don't, I think we definitely as a group made the best of it. But there is definitely that sense of <laughs> for lack of a better way to put it, like it's the calm before the storm, but it's not really a storm coming. It's just, it's more excitement of it. It's like the hour before the sports game starts. If you do sports ball or it's the buildup of that, like the static electricity, you could feel that in conversations on our panels, what we're talking about. So it's not that we were filling the air with unnecessary conversations because we were talking about what we have received in the last few specials. Any, a lot of, a lot more, I feel, coming from Big Finish and the, those conversations were very exciting for that team as well. But yeah, I feel I feel like the summer and the next year's convention, we're going to have more to talk about and even more excitement because now we've got something and not not that they're little, but for what feels like small epi- small bits that we were handed, little morsels. We want the whole thing. Right. And a lot of those things were posing questions, which leaves us, you know, in that tailspin of, of hypothesis, 
which is a great place to be. It's, it's very exciting. It's very talkative. It's very high energy in the wondering who, what, where, when, why. But by the time and how. we all... <laughs> and, and how. Uh, but then when we do this all again in a year's time, now it's reactionary. And it's a matter of you know describing the impact, the emotions that resulted, our, our pleasures or displeasures with how certain aspects turned out. And that's a that's a whole different conversation, equally high interest and high engagement. So Yeah. But it will make next year feel that much more and that that much bigger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So speaking of next year, do you have any hopes or expectations for next year's convention, 35 millimeter? Off the cuff, knowing what you had just said, Haley, about that relatively present tone that, well, there's no doctor here. This is the Dr. Light episode (laughs) that perhaps next year we may get a visit from one of the doctors who has not yet attended Galley. We haven't had a Matt Smith. We probably won't get a shooty just yet, but it'd be pretty darn cool if we did. Things like that. Haven't had a Peter Capaldi, although he has done other Whovian conventions in the States. He hasn't traipsed into Los Angeles yet, and that would be pretty amazing. But that's kind of a hope. An expectation is that I think they're just going to steadily improve the the organization and the balance of everything that the average attendee through the proverbial turnstile gets a chance to do. You know, in the hopes that you know, if you've never done a coffee clash before, maybe that's going to be your year to try it out. If you've never attended the TARDIS talks, that's your chance to sit in for, you know, one of the little 15 to 20 minute segments and get a feel for how things, how things within the fandom feel from a sort of an academia side. Um, if you haven't done a photo op before, because it seemed like it was just, I was going to eat too much of my day. Now you're seeing that logistically that's getting more polished so that you can get through that line in an orderly fashion, get your photograph that you're going to love for the rest of your life and get back to your panels. So yeah, just more of everything. One thing we got this year that we haven't had before was it was at the time billed as exclusive. I think it has since hit the internet. But an exclusive little promo intro of Shurigatwa from Disney Plus. Um, like, he recorded a video, it was a couple minutes long, of like, hey, Galley, I'm so excited that you're at the convention. I couldn't be there this time. So, something mm-hmm. in that vein, I would expect to see again next year. You know, some exclusive videos recorded on set that are released at Galley in between some panels or something like that. Um, there was the exclusive poster as well, so maybe some other promo materials like that. I It seems like Disney is making an effort to put things in for Galley um, in a way that we, I don't think, have seen before from other entities involved with the program. One one thing to point out with that is with Disney, you do have an actual dedicated marketing department who is handling all of this. There was some buzz and chatter about that, just kind of un, un um, uh, not like a f- official, but that previous showrunners and years have have not really had just a dedicated here is marketing for you, and we are seeing the effect of that. And I agree that I would expect that in 
next year's planning, there would be a little bit more collaboration or maybe not more, but at least as much. And having that, they were saying that the promotional posters were, uh, they were floating it to see how they came across and if people liked them. And other than the alignment issue on the one side, I feel like it was great, (laughs) nice material. Um, I know that there have been some spoofs of, of that going around, quote, fixed, Um, Mm -hmm. I think, and we, I believe this even got mentioned on a panel was that you, uh, if you can make fun, then you know, you've made it because it means that you, you've earned that right. And, uh, that, that's, that has happened. So, Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, hope is for, because I don't want to just say all the same things, which I do echo, uh, but I would like to get back to those mid 70 Fahrenheit temperatures. That'd be great. Oh, yes. uh, It. I think the weather is fine. It was funny to hear people say, oh, it's so cold. It it was not that cold. However, (laughs) I really, really do like wearing shorts and haven't been able to do that for a couple of years now. So I'm just going to put that order in now to Mother Nature or whatever, but that uh, sort of related, but sort of not (laughs) to the actual (laughs) convention. Um, And I, like Haley, really enjoy the science tracks. And so I want to put the hope out there as well that those continue to be at convenient times and not always stacked up against the big names, which happened a few years ago. So I do really like that they're trying to uh, time out some of these things so that we can make, make the best of all the different interests. And maybe I'll make it to a gaming track and play... One of the two games I was really hoping to, but just could not fit it in. You have to work on that by generation. That's the best way to get yourself in two places at once. I but need then, isn't there one of you that's not getting the experience still? <laughs> yeah. Uh, then you, but see, you need the by generation and then the merge so that you get both and okay. all. I, f- I feel like there was there was a sci-fi show that did that where you could they could mind meld or something. We'll stand next to each other and say contact, 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 and it'll be great. <laughs> Yeah, it always works out real well in the show. (laughs) Yeah. Well, coming back in our next episode, we will be returning to our Sarah Jane Adventures rewatch with The Gift. Yeah. Not Slitheen, but close. You like it. This has been episode 514 of Gallifrey Public Radio. Until next time, this is Kira saying $20 for a cocktail at the hangar bar in this economy? (laughs) This is Julie saying, the laws of Mavity work everywhere except in the heart and soul. And this is Haley saying, I have escaped Concrud yet again. (laughs) We'll see everyone next time. I'll see. Cheers. Bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Gallifrey Public Radio. Want to keep the conversation going? You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Or just send us a good old-fashioned email to feedback at gallifreypublicradio.com. You can also give us a phone call at 754-225-5477. That's 754-CALL-GPR. And you may hear your voice on a future episode of the show. Everything's got to end sometime. Otherwise, nothing would ever get started. Join us next week for a brand new episode.
Hi, this is Jacob. This recording of Gallifrey Public Radio is copyrighted in 2024. GPR is a fan-owned, fan-produced podcast. We'll see you next time.